everybody, my name is Colin Ginter, and welcome to the Mr. and Mrs. Valentine Show, uh, a terribly unique podcast where a husband and wife rank and review movies, sometimes with guests. Um, this week, we are uh, asking you guys if you want to be on the podcast, let us know. Um, you can hit us up through Instagram or Twitter DMs. Uh, we have an email address as well. All those links are in the podcast description. So if you want to uh, get in touch with us, tell us what you liked or hated the episode, or uh, pull yourself in as a guest, uh, that would be the best place to do it. Um, also, my new plea for you guys is to please review the episode. You can review it on iTunes, Spotify, podcasts, anything like that. It does help us so, so, so much with our discoverability. Um, more than anything else, it gives us the uh, ability to reach new peers, and obviously, the more people we can reach, um, the easier it becomes to fund and do the podcast and all the other cool stuff that we do. Uh, as always, stay tuned after the review for some recommendations of what Lindsay and I have been listening to, uh, watching, reading, doing, and uh, yeah, have yourselves a great day, guys, and enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mr. and Mrs. Valentine Show. My name is Colin. And my name is Lindsay. And uh, today we are continuing our walkthrough of every Disney animated feature film in chronological order. Try saying that five times fast. Uh, anyways, we're finally on to some of the, what I guess I'll consider better ones. I feel like we've had a decent string of them lately. I'm just going to pull up our current tier list because I regularly forget what it is. Um, but today we are doing Sleeping Beauty, which is something I've actually, I was looking forward to this one. Um, you know, obviously we know the true story of what really happened thanks to Maleficent, but uh, I was looking forward to seeing what lies and propaganda were being spread by the kingdom here. And, uh, you know, it didn't disappoint, certainly. It was a very interesting movie. I don't really watch it very often, but um, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Um, But, like, you know, Maleficent was done dirty, and I will stand by that forever. Um, If you guys are curious, our next episode is Sword and... Or not, sorry. Our next episode is 101 Dalmatians, um, but that one is watched already. So the next one we're taking uh, applications for is Sword in the Stone. Oh, wait, no. Jungle Book, because Sword in the Stone is to be recorded soon. We're watching that in a couple days from the time we're recording this. Our recording calendar's all messed up, so I kind of gotta... But yeah, so Sword in the Stone, Jungle Book, and Aristocats are going to be the next few episodes after 101 Dalmatians. But uh, that's not what we're here to talk about today. We're here to talk about the propaganda and lies of Sleeping Beauty. That's very intense. I I have a lot of feelings. Um, Many. Many feelings. So, you know, as usual, we will run through plot, villain, music, animation, any other details, and uh, then give you a final review on it. So, uh, Lindsay, would you like to walk us through the like quick general 50,000 foot view of the plot of Sleeping Beauty? Um, so, essentially, I believe it starts off with um, the kingdom introducing their new baby princess. And um, we they conveniently leave out how King Stefan ripped the wings off of Maleficent with an iron chain. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. Um, and we find out that Maleficent was not invited for because, obvious reasons because the king hates her okay, because of what he enough. did to her. That's good. Um, so 
while the fairies are giving left um the princess aurora um her i don't know magic wishes or whatever gifts they're gifts yeah um maleficent walks in she's like oh i wasn't invited and then um as a side note aside from the propaganda of the film in medieval times in this movie is canonically established as taking place in the 14th century um not being event invited to like a coronation or a christening is a big deal and especially because she goes through it it's like the nobility the fairies the gentry literally literally everybody was invited except for her so it is well well it's easy to be jokes like oh she she doomed the whole kingdom because she wasn't invited to a birthday party um it is a significant a significant snub yeah um so once she declares that she wasn't invited, she curses. Baby she gives Aurora. a gift. She says she's going to give a gift, and she does. It's not a gift. Well, I mean, I don't remember the language used in Sleeping Beauty, but the language used in Maleficent means there is a gift attached to it. Because she says the princess will grow incredibly beautiful and will be loved by all who meet her. However... On her 16th birthday, she will prick her finger on a spinning wheel, and she will die! And then the last fairy hadn't given her gift yet, so she said she kind of, like, adjusted <clears throat> that. She couldn't, like, counter... She couldn't stop the spell, but I guess with the rules of magic is you can, like, modify. Yes, so... Instead of dying when she pricks her finger, she just falls into a sleep. That can be awoken by true love's kiss. Yes. Because um, that the, definitely works. As our resident Maleficent expert, because um, I love that movie very much, um, Maleficent actually puts the true love's kiss modifier on in Maleficent, not in Sleeping Beauty, but in Maleficent she does it because... After her, after Stefan betrayed her, she basically does not believe that true love is a thing. And so it's very much like, oh, she can be woken by true love's kiss, as if there were such a thing. And so it's it's a clever little diss on him. Yeah, basically saying, like, there's no way she's going to wake up. Yeah. Um, but we are, we are talking about Sleeping Beauty, the movie. Not Maleficent, it's so let's try and film. focus. It's a propaganda film. Let's try and focus on Sleeping no. Beauty. Yes. So <laughs> after that, the fairies take um, Aurora. Don't they call her like Briar Rose? Yes, they name her Briar Rose. Yeah. So they take her away to a cottage in the forest and raise her as one of their own. And I they're guess. useless at it. Maleficent has to help them. Okay, that's it. That's it. I told you, stop. That's enough. You're going to stop now. Okay? Promise? No. Yes. You have no. to promise. And then she grows up into a beautiful young lady. Her, like, the animation is great. And then on her 16th birthday... She meets a hot prince. Yes. And doesn't she go back to the castle? Or um, no, she escapes so, back to the castle, doesn't she? No. So she meets the hot prince, who she doesn't know is a prince. And the prince... But she knows it's a prince. Oh, does she know? Okay, well, the prince doesn't know that she's a princess. Um, because, you know, obviously she's supposed to be a pre peasant girl. Um, 
Maleficent's goons have been looking for her for 16 years, but they're idiots. So they've been looking for a baby for 16 years. They spent 16 years looking for a baby, and she th- she throws a tantrum and uh, fires bolts of magic at them. That's pretty dope. I mean, honestly, <clears throat> if you're looking for a baby for 16 they're years... They're idiots. Oh, they're idiots. <clears throat> um, and so then Aurora is taken back to the castle. Um... I think it's supposed I think it's supposed to be for her marriage to Prince Philip as well because they were 16 they were betrothed anyways when he was like 10 years old and she was a literal baby No, she was like 8. Oh boy, two year well, difference. Like, he was okay, he clearly wasn't telling. He was 7 or 8. So I mean, if she's 16, he's like 23, which yeah, it's not great, but it's also like it's the 14th century. And it is clear, at least from their meeting when they're older, that he does like her quite. They like each other a lot, so it's not just like you're you're going to marry this dude even though you hate him, even though that was the original plan. They at least like each other. That's good. Anyway, she gets taken to the castle. Uh, Maleficent does some magic, brings her uh, basically creates a false door in the fireplace, brings her to a spinning wheel, puts her in a trance, and she pricks her finger, falling into a slumber. Prince Philip is captured by Maleficent and thrown into the dungeon. And then the fairies go and they rescue Prince Philip. And they also put the entire kingdom into a deep sleep, basically, so they don't worry. Just like, well, if you're all sleeping, I guess you're just chill. Uh, They break Prince Philip out of Maleficent's thing, and he fights Maleficent in her really freaking awesome dragon form. Honestly, if you want to have a good movie villain... Just have them turn into a dragon at the end of the film. You can't do better. You can't do better than that. Um, Anyways, he whips his sword at her, pierces her heart. She falls down. She dies. And he awakens Aurora with a kiss. And uh, they marry and dance. The end. Um, So overall, I mean, like, it's... It's fairly standard. There's some stuff, like... Um, King Hubert and King Stefan getting drunk. That's just like, this is, this sucks. This is pointless. Yeah. I don't enjoy it. I mean, it's mostly the, um, the little. The bard. Yeah. The bard getting drunk and. Yeah, but it was like. Falling under the table. Such an unnecessary scene. Like they definitely could have. Cut that out. Yeah. It fell into some of the traps that like Snow White had where it felt just like extended sequences for the sake of them. But the actual meat of it, and especially the second half of the movie, is really good. Um, once Aurora essentially ends up back at the castle, the rest of the movie is just an action fantasy film. Um, he's break like it's Prince Philip and the fairies breaking out of the dungeon and going on the rescue, and like, he fights a dragon, um, making him also a in- very interestingly like actually proactive character. Um, as opposed to the other princes who have just sort of been there. He's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, Prince Charming didn't become interesting and proactive until Cinderella 3, which we talked about. I forgot about that. That his name was literally Prince Charming. Yeah. And he's voiced by Spider-Man. Um, and then the, the prince in Snow White just does nothing. So this is a nice change of pace in terms of princes. This is actually only our third official princess movie as well um but yeah it was really good um i really like prince philip 
For the title character, though, Aurora has very little to do with anything. That is true. Like, she has... Excuse me. She has very little personality. She has very little agency. She has very little to do with anything. I wouldn't say she has very little personality. I just would say that we didn't get to see a lot of it while on film. Well, then, which means to us as the viewer, she has very little personality. Like It's obvious she has a lot of personality. It's just not something that is shown to us, like the completeness of. It's not shown to us, we're told, which makes it an ineffective use. And as far as the viewer is concerned, she doesn't have much of a personality. Is my point. Like compared to Cinderella, who we spend the whole movie with her as the focal character, or Alice in Wonderland, where Alice is the focal character and we learn a lot about them. Aurora is not the focal character of her own film. The fairies are the focal characters. Which is dumb. I don't really like the fairies. They're annoying. I find them deeply annoying. They're... Look, you're advertised to print this movie, and it's like, surprise, you're following around a bunch of doddering old ladies. Like I like them less in Maleficent, though. Well, I mean, yeah, because in Maleficent, they're completely incompetent. Yeah. Though, as I said, it's to serve the story. Um, But yeah, so I've said so much about Maleficent. I mean, may as well bring up the villain. Maleficent is definitely the best villain we've had yet. He feels evil. You know? I mean, she turns into a dragon. Pretty freaking dope. She has horns. Yep. And she has a very lengthy black... Cloak. And she sticks to her color palette very well of purple, green, and black. I respect and, it. And some, like, deep, deep pinky red. It's mostly in the purple range, yes, though. Yes, but that is color, that is a color um, presence. But yeah, so she is, you know, she's very, very good villain. Um, We got a good, we actually, honestly, I feel like more focus on her than we do on Aurora. And she is just very manipulative, very evil. Uh, seemingly does not like anyone. I mean, it's... She is considered, like, the top heap of Disney villains for a reason. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you play any... I think even in, like, Kingdom Hearts and stuff, she is the Disney villain who's always at, like, the top of everything. Yes, because... Very manipulative. Well, it's like in every other Disney villain, like, even though we haven't gotten to yet, they're charming, they're charismatic... They're but they're they they're almost a little silly in some respects. Like even even the really truly threatening ones, you know? But Maleficent Maleficent is evil. And she's she's very willing to just kill if that's what it comes to. So I mean, in terms of villain, she is absolutely the top tier Disney villain, in my opinion. And that's why she's the best. She also has a great design. It's true. Right? Like, it's like you said, the horns and the dragon and uh, all of her magic and her flames even being bright green. It's very visually distinct. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah, her vibe is very, very obviously villainous. Yeah. And I mean, that brings us into the animation of the film, which, as Lindsay mentioned earlier, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I believe it's also like, it has its own like specific design i guess um in how they do the the background art 
and how the trees are like drawn and stuff like that, which I really enjoyed because in most movies it's just normal, like realistic drawings and stuff, but right. this one's more like. I don't remember the word for it, but you like you just look at it and you're like, this is like artistically drawn to look like noticeable. Yeah, um, and not just if you plain. look like just pulling up the Wikipedia page, which I use for some of our notes, um, the, it was inspired by the distinctive visual combination of medieval art imagery and art deco design. Um, and it's just like everything is. It's so full, right? Like Maleficent's castle looks, you know, broken and crumbling, and um, the forest looks lush and beautiful, right? There, there's a lot. Of there's a lot of really good imagery, and even like on the characters, right? Like it said, actually, it said initially they wanted to use uh, red on Maleficent instead of the lavender, but apparently they said that the red just came off too strong. That's fair. So it's yeah. Um, I feel like red and black is just too on the nose. Yeah, um, and I mean, like, Aurora herself is is beautiful. Um, she looks lovely throughout the entire film. Even though in... Doesn't her... Like, she's dr- often depicted in a pink dress, and in most of the movie it was... Yes, blue. so... Um, Bringing, like, obviously bringing that up, uh, we we talked at length in the Cinderella episode about her dress, how initially it is silver. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. It's initially silver, but ends up in all of present-day merchandising being blue. I believe that's why they went with pink for Aurora, is to distinct, is to make her visually distinct from Cinderella, who had is mostly blue. Right. Um, Because, yeah, she does spend the vast majority of the film in a blue dress. But, yeah, ends up with all of her merchandise having her in pink. Um, But, yeah, beautiful, beautiful film overall. Um, I don't have terribly much more to say about it. Oh, the music. Um, Once Upon a Dream is, like, the big one from this one, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's good. There's also little songs about um, the gifts that the fairies are giving her, and those suck. I think. Yeah. They're just so out of nowhere. To me, personally, I don't find any significance in any of the songs. Once Upon a Dream is nice, um, but I'd say that's about it, um, and I mean, I just like it. <laughs> it's pretty much it, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's good. I mean, we are still a few 
a few, oh, not even a few, we're, we're still quite a ways out from the Alan Menken era, where the movie, where the songs became, like, staples of the film, because, I mean, if you look at, like, obviously with 101 Dalmatians, we have a major song coming up, which we'll talk about next episode, but if you look through everything else, it's not until Little Mermaid where you get, like, oh, yeah, I remember that song, or, oh, I love that song, and so you've got, like, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King, Pocahontas, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Hercules, Mulan, Tarzan, all with really great music to it. And then going on from there, you get a bunch of movies without it. And then from Princess and the Frog, Tangled, Frozen, Moana, Frozen 2, and Kanto, right? You end up with a lot of, um, you end up with a lot of music. Uh, so, I mean, Disney films have always had, like, music as an important component to them, but it didn't become, I guess, as... What's the word I'm looking for? It didn't become, like, cultural. But, like, it didn't become, like, an essential, like, part of pop culture until Little Mermaid, where it's like, oh, man, those songs are super catchy. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Um, they weren't a focal point yeah. until that point. Um, but, yeah, so overall, the movie was good. The first half was was dull. I'll I'll say it. It was boring. <laughs> Nothing really happened. Uh, it was just a lot of focus on the fairies cooking and cleaning and making a dress. And I mean, I guess if you're into that, it was very slapstick. I just was like, I'm bored. Uh, but once it picked up and Aurora pricked her finger, everything got really interesting from there on. That is true. Uh, so are you ready to assign a ranking? Yes, I would say so. Okay, uh, I believe we gave it a B. That sounds accurate, yes. Yeah, so we we did place it at the top tier of B. Uh, so that does place it above Lady and the Tramp, but just below Alice in Wonderland as our, um, as our current, as far as our current ones go. So it's it's still, like, pretty well scored, but we felt like A was a little bit too high, just because there was... It wasn't great, but it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on to stuff that we have watched or been consuming in the past number of weeks. Um, have we watched any good movies lately? We watched Old, finally. Yes, that the was really good. The Shyamalan film. It was good. It was actually... Um, it, was, it was different than I thought it was going to be. It was advertised as a horror film, but it ended up not being terribly scary at all. I think it... To me, it was scary, but... Like, not in. I feel like it's more of a thriller. Not even a thriller. Like I would say so because it's like, if, to me, if I was in that situation, yeah. I would be scared. I don't know. I guess I always feel like a thriller implies like a race against time element and like pulse pounding. I Nothing, mean, this was I, literally okay. Yes, but you know what I mean. Like, like it didn't feel like a pulse pounding thrill ride. It was just sort of like. Things are slowly happening. It was more of like a dark fantasy, I guess. Towards the end, it got really creepy. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't know. And my Shyamalan films are always very weird for me because if you watch the trailers, they come across like these horror films, right? Like full of scares and, and thrills. And then you watch them and it's like, oh, there was like three moments of scary stuff and everything else was just kind of conversation and it's well done there's nothing bad about it but it's just like this is not 
the spooks I expected, but it was good. It, I, I don't have like complaints about it. It was good. Um, we've been watching Family Guy. Yeah. Which, I mean, if you've seen it, you know what it is. If you haven't seen it, there's probably a reason you haven't seen it. So I'm not going to go and tell you you should watch it. But it remains funny. Um, I laugh at it a lot. So, yeah, it's Lindsay's first time ever seeing it, I think. Yeah. I've watched, I think, the first 15 seasons. How many seasons are there? 20. Oh, so when you said, oh, I'm already in season four, that was literally like a, a drop in the bucket. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. We just started season five, actually. We're just in the beginning of that now. Um, so, yeah, no, that's what we've been watching. Um, as far as reading, I haven't really had a chance to read much because I've been super stressed out. Uh, but for playing, um, things we've been playing, watching, and reading, we should, which is probably the order we should do it in because it makes more sense that way. Um... Uh, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga is spectacular. Um, absolutely pure distillation of the Lego formula, but also an improvement on every aspect of it, technically and gameplay-wise. If you haven't gotten it yet, if you're a Star Wars fan or a Lego fan, or a fan of just fun games to sit and play with your family, do yourself a favor and pick up Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. It's it's stellar. No notes on it. No notes. Anything else uh, you want to cap off with, Lindsay? Um, <clears throat> I haven't really been doing anything new lately. That's I've all right. Been um, picking up on Legends Arceus again. Yeah, that one's good. I played that. Yes. So I've been enjoying that. I'm still listening to Murder with My Husband. Right. Uh, which is a podcast about uh, true crime. Not limited to murders. There's yeah. also disappearances and fraud and stuff mm. like that. So that's been really nice. One episode, I almost fainted because um, I don't remember that. Yeah. I look over and you're, and you're she's like half catatonic on her chair, and I'm like, "You okay?" And she's like, "Something that's really scary," and I almost fainted. I'm like, "Oh, yeah." Goodness. I was I was sitting there for about like ten <clears throat> minutes. It's weird, yeah. yeah. The time for you. Anyways, um, yeah, so that brings us to the end of this episode. If you guys want to get the episodes early, you can check us out on Patreon. You can also get stickers, um, special polls, special roles in the Discord, and crochet patterns, and lots of other cool stuff. I'm not going to bore you with the details, but you can check that out. Our Patreon link is in our link tree, which is in the description. Also in our link tree is my Twitch, which you can find me playing Pokemon and other video games at. Uh, it's Colin Valentine. My Twitter and Instagram are also there. Those are also Colin Valentine. You can find my Instagram and my Etsy as well. Um, in case you would like patterns or plush, or if you just want to see what I'm working on. And you on. definitely want plush. I mean, it's super cute. Yes. Um, this week I've made some bill ciphers, one of which Colin has confiscated. That's not confiscated. You made it for me. You make it sound like I snatched them out of your hand. I'm like, take it right now. Um... This coming up sticker design is a Sakura Bulbasaur. Sakura Blossom Bulbasaur. And Beautiful. it's sleeping. It is very cute. I'm very excited to uh, release that. Lately, what I've been thinking of like trying out is like pins or keychains with um, some art designs made by me. So if you guys are yeah. interested in that. Well, that one's actually, that one, by the time this episode releases, that sticker will already be out. 
weeks. So yeah, you will not be able to get that. You'll be able to look at it on yeah, Instagram. You'll be able to look at it. I do have the original painting. Yeah. Uh, however, uh, if well. you are listening to this and you're interested in picking up our June sticker, that is going to be Shadow Lugia from Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness, which is my number one requested sticker because I love that game and I love the design of Shadow Lugia. Yes. Uh, so thank you guys so much for listening. Um, it means a lot. And my name is Colin. And my name is Lindsay. And we are Mr. And Mrs. Valentine. Have a nice day and please drive safely.